Girls Considered, a podcast dedicated to telling the stories of inspiring women and girls. Today, we are speaking with Dr. Jennifer Wade, a program director at the National Science Foundation. Dr. Wade, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. When you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a marine biologist that studied whales because I grew up in Massachusetts near Cape Cod, that little piece of land that sticks out into the ocean. And I spent my summers in the water and on boats. And I, there's a big uh, oceanographic institution called Woods Hole that's right on the Cape. And they have a museum and I would go there all the time. And I was like, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to study whales and sail on boats all the time. That is not what I do now. <laughs> so what made you want to study geology? Um, I, I came to it kind of late. Like I wasn't, I didn't really know when I was a kid that anybody, that anybody studied geology. Um, I, um, I got to college and I was actually studying theater, but I had always gone camping and stuff as a kid and I loved being outside and I, I wasn't very good at biology, so I kind of gave up on my dream of being a marine biologist to study whales because I wasn't good at it. But I still liked science. And so when I found out that there was a class called Intro to Geology where you get to go camping every other weekend, and I was like, sign me up for that. And I took it, and um, I totally fell in love with it because it was like science but applied to rocks and, and trees and, and dirt and the ocean and everything that you sort of see around you. And so it sort of, it was like a way to still be, have some science and, but be outside constantly. <laughs> what do you find most fun or exciting about your job? I learn something new every day at my job. Um, so my job is to read proposals from from professors and from teachers and from graduate students. So they write proposals about the science that they want to do, and we kind of make decisions about which ones to fund, who to give grants to, um, so that they can go off and do that science. And I love reading their ideas. Most of my job is reading ideas and then helping to make those ideas happen, and that is so much fun. I don't really get to do any of my own science anymore, but I help a lot of other people do it, and I love it. And I learn these are all brand new things that nobody's ever done before, and so it's super exciting. What is it like being a female director at the National Science Foundation? It depends on, on where I am. So... I am lucky enough that most of the people that I work directly with are actually all a bunch of smart, powerful women. Um, my program partner is a, is a senior woman, the pro, and my boss uh, is a woman, and we are a well-oiled machine. We kick ass at our jobs, and most people totally respect that. But I am the youngest one there, male or female, and there are a lot, most of the foundation is men, and a lot of them are older, and so when I first got there, a lot of them thought I was an intern and would ask me to do things like go make photocopies, <laughs> or, um, you know, or they would call me sweetie, and I'm like, actually, it's Dr. Wade, but thank you, um, and so there are still a few people around, like, I have to I do have to sort of make sure that I'm 
dressed well and, um, and that I, that I make sure that I speak, you know, confidently and that I try not to, you know, shrink away from stuff because I feel like those of us who are women there have to make our presence known a little bit more, but most of the foundation is actually pretty, um, there are a lot of women in powerful positions. The director of NSF is now a woman for the first time in history. Um, so it's definitely getting better. It's getting better. And I've been there for five years, so I've sort of made my mark as a person who knows what she's doing. What are you passionate about the, about in the field of geology? I love volcanoes. <laughs> They're my favorite thing. Um, you know, volcanoes are can be super violent. They can explode or they can just kind of ooze around. So they have many different personalities. And when you watch a volcano erupt, you're watching new earth be born, which is just kind of awesome to think about. Um, and volcanoes make the best soil for growing plants on. So really volcanoes are the best part of the earth. They also gave us our atmosphere. They're pretty much the best thing. So have you ever been belittled by anyone in a higher position than you? And how did you handle that? Huh. That's an interesting question. Um, I have. I think the most, the most common one that I run into more than – this is easier for me to answer than sort of picking one bad instance. But what happens often, which is kind of a form of belittlement, is that a lot of times in meetings there will be a bunch of men and then me – and we'll be discussing an important topic, and I will say something. I'll have some idea. And a man will either interrupt me or immediately afterwards just sort of repeat exactly what I just said. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, oh, what a great idea to the man, <laughs> um, which is really belittling and infuriating. And that... Um, you know, I used to just get really, I'd get upset and I could feel myself, you know, you, you get that feeling in your throat when your voice wobbles because you're upset, but you're trying to push it down. <laughs> and so for the rest of the meeting, I would kind of talk that way. If I even talked at all, sometimes that would just stop me from talking. Um, but I've started to say when that happens, because it still does happen, um, I will say, actually, that's exactly what I just said. <laughs> and women in the other women in the room, we tend, this happens to all of us and we tend to support each other. So if, if when that happens to me, you know, one of my colleagues, one of my friends will say, actually, Jennifer just had that exact same thought, you know, and try to point it out and, um, and make it obvious in the room, not to hide away from it and shy away from it, but to point it out every time it happens. Um, and, I think in the last like year, I've noticed that now even some men are noticing it. Like it happened a couple of weeks ago that someone just talked right over me and, you know, ran off with whatever my idea was. And one of my male colleagues stopped and said, actually, I think Jennifer was saying blah, blah, blah. And so I think I've had to learn to not let it get me upset and to face it head on and point it out. Um, and that helps. And some, some people don't always learn, but, but I think that's one of the common things that happens a lot from especially people that are sort of above supervisory people. Yeah. 
Have you faced many obstacles like pursuing your career? A few. So my career really required going to grad school. You have to get a PhD to do the job that I have. That's a requirement to be hired. And going to grad school can be really hard. Um, first of all, it costs money. Um, so I, you know, the only reason that I could go to grad school is because I found advisors who had grants that could pay for me and that came with um, paying for tuition also. So um, an obstacle for a lot of people who want to have careers like this is that you have to find a place that will pay for it or be, be rich. If you're rich and can pay for it yourself, that's great. Um, but that's hard. Um, I think I faced a lot of self-doubt. That's probably one of the biggest hurdles. Um, I still, <laughs> still go through this. I think everyone I know does. But, um, you know, wondering if I'm smart enough, if I really know what I'm doing. A lot of grad school for me, I spent sort of questioning my own ability, which looking back is so annoying because, of course, I know what I'm doing. But it's um, you can get kind of bogged down and questioning your own skills when you're surrounded by other smart people, right? You're always like, am I smarter? Am I as smart as they are? Um, that was a hurdle. Um, and, and I, you know, I didn't face a ton of, of gender issues when I was in grad school in part because I was lucky enough to have two female mentors, both for my master's and my PhD who were, um, who were, yeah, they were women and they were strong and they taught me a lot of great stuff. Um, in kind of how to how to function. So, but I think I think the biggest hurdle was probably my own brain, <laughs> my own brain and my own emotions. You have to give a lot of talks for my job, and um, I get really nervous speaking in front of people. So I've had to kind of learn how to calm myself down. I still have trouble. I'm almost forty, and I still have a lot of trouble. I calm, get I get really nervous, and my voice gets shaky, and so I've had to work on that. What do you consider to be your greatest accomplishment? Uh, does it have to be work-related? Because my, I think my greatest accomplishments are my friendships. I have surrounded myself in an inc with an incredible group of people. And to me, to me, that's what is the most gratifying, is how, um, is how many great people I've managed to meet and keep in my life and keep as friends. If you want a science one, I can try to think of one, but... I think, I think that's my greatest one. <laughs> that's, like, the best one. <laughs> Thank you. Who do you look up to in the geology community? My PhD advisor, she, um, her name is Terry Plank. We had a really hard time through a lot of grad school. We're both very strong personalities, and we kind of fought a lot. But um, she made me a really good scientist, and she's a, she got a Macar one of those MacArthur Genius Awards, She's pretty smart, and she, she knows how to do good science and be a good person at the same time. Um, and I think there are a lot of uh, women who are sort of really fighting loudly and publicly on Twitter and, um, and you know, going to Congress to fight for things like parental leave and, um, and rights for... Um, for women in schools and stuff like that. And I think those women are, I totally look up to them. I wish I had the energy to do what they did. Um, so yeah, so sort of one sciencey one and one, um, you know, all of these people who are, who put themselves in the public position to really fight for the rest of us. 
what advice would you give to young women listening podcast? Uh, have confidence in yourself, have faith in yourself, um, be a good friend and keep good friends near you. Although sometimes that's hard to do and try everything. Don't be afraid to try something and, and fail at it. I've tried so many things and been bad at it, but I've tried so many things and been great at it that I never expected to be good at. So try everything and be a good human. That's my advice. Thank you for coming on, doing this with us. Thank you so much. These are great questions.